Live from San Antonio, Texas, it's the KNA Sports Picks Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Cofield and Associates. For over 20 years, specializing in Oracle application delivery. Hey listeners, we're getting closer and closer to the NFL Draft, which is near and dear to um, my heart. Um, Today we've got a special guest. We've got C.A., who is um, number one expert in Wyoming sports. Um, Before we get started, um, I'm going to throw C.A. a curveball question and ask him about uh, Brandon Nimmo of the of the Mets um, local boy didn't play didn't play any um, high school ball what, what did he what how did he did he play league balls or what what was his background bef- um, in Wyoming because he was the number one pick I think he was a top 10 pick for the Mets well thanks for having me on Glenn it's a pleasure to be here and, and I'll always talk anything Wyoming Brandon Nemo and the way uh, baseball works in Wyoming is they have a pretty popular American Legion system so the teams now are starting in about March with practice their games start in April and they'll play most of April through mid well through August early August so teams American Legion play anywhere from 50 to 60 games Um, Brandon was on the Cheyenne post six American Legion team who is uh, by far the best program American Legion program in the state of Wyoming they've won numerous state championships they've also traveled and played in some other bigger tournaments Um, I think like the case with a lot of Wyoming athletes he just proved himself at some individual camps so then they watched him watched the level of play a little bit with American Legion of course not great but did well enough to to get the eye and most of that probably comes from individual camps were uh the community surprised that he did not go uh, to college and was drafted dra- drafted so high or did did uh pretty much um he was a can't miss prospect from the beginning i think the biggest surprise was probably that a wyoming kid got picked that high I don't think there was a lot of surprise or people questioning his decision to not go to college with with a draft pick at at that level. Um, I don't know Brandon personally. I have some some friends that that do know him quite well in the Cheyenne area. And they say he's a good kid um, and motivated, and he just didn't want to miss out on the opportunity to start his professional career. Uh, let me tell you, as a, as a Mets fan, it is an absolute pleasure that he's on the team. Um, with Conforto get coming back healthy, he's probably going to be more of the fourth outfielder. But with Cespedes and Bruce and Conforto all having injury, um, I see him getting 300 to 400 at bats. Uh, the thing that the thing that impresses me is he's he's got a great eye, and. I'm not sure exactly what his off-season training regimen was this year, but in the spring training he showed he showed more power because that was always the knock on his game was that he can hit, he can field, but for a corner outfielder um, he didn't have um, you know the 30 home run power, but he showed more power this year and he's he's actually been playing some center field, and he's got this infectious smile. 
that um, you know I think New and us New Yorkers we like to you know our athletes to seem like that that they're happy or, or play, you know that they don't mind playing in New York because New York can be a tough tough place to play and he seems like he's thriving he seems like he still enjoys the game and is not beaten down by us negative men's fans. <laughs> Well, I'm pretty biased, but if you look back at a lot of Wyoming athletes, especially Wyoming-born athletes, uh, making it to a professional level in any sport, they're really appreciative of being there. Um, they seem to always play with smiles on their faces, and um, I don't know if it's the uh, nature of the people there, but I do know that they're very, very fortunate to to play and, and appreciative for that opportunities. Oh, cool. Um, so... Thanks for Brandon Nemo's um, and being part of the Mets. Josh Allen. Um, so you've you've seen two years of Josh Allen Allen play. Um, let me know what uh, your thoughts of his play in college and um, particularly his the perceived challenge that he's going to have in the pro game with his accuracy is is a. a Keen observer of uh, Cowboys and the Cowboys program, did you see any issues with accuracy, or do you think that that's being over overplayed um, by the pro scouts? Well, I think it's definitely being overplayed, and maybe not by the pro scouts as much as just the media. Um, I think pro scouts kind of gonna probably can see through some of the stuff I'm I'm gonna point out on on his accuracy issues, but it's definitely a media thing. Just seeing that 56% number scares you. But Wyoming system, they run um, you know, a pro-style offense, which is a benefit. He took, I think what they say, about 60% of his snaps, or maybe even higher, close to 70% of his snaps under center, which is just really uncommon in this year, in uh, the college game these days. So he was in that system. He, despite his arm and despite him being by far the most skilled and best player on the Wyoming team, he averaged about 25 to 27 throws a game. So it wasn't the situation where here, you know, Josh Coe win the game for us, throw a lot of passes. Um, they still try to institute a ground game. Um, and it was just a real pro-style offense. Another thing that he didn't get compared to a lot of people is um, he didn't get a lot of layups. Um, I don't know if I ever shot, saw Wyoming throw a shuttle pass. They didn't throw uh, any very few at all bubble screens. They didn't utilize their running backs um, very often for you know dump-off passes. So. Um, but with that being said, and some issues why I think he maybe didn't have the inflated accuracy numbers, I certainly saw um, plenty of times where he missed some open guys. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I watched every game this year, home game, and I watched every game on TV. So um, I certainly have seen a lot of his games, and um, we were frustrated at times when he would miss an open guy. Uh, and I think that they realized that, and a lot of that has to do with his footwork. So that's been a big thing. Whether he's improved a lot or not, he and his coach, Jordan Palmer, are certainly saying he's improved. Uh, but, so footwork is a big thing. But and, just, and go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say that um, the bowl game, he, 
you know, reports are that he looked much better in the bowl game, that he may have cleaned up some, some of those mechanical issues. Have, have you seen, did you see a difference in his game in the, in the bowl season? Well, my biggest thing that I saw with Josh over the year is from the start of the season, which certainly all those stats um, started at the start of the year, was that um, he had he lost to the NFL and for Wyoming that's crazy but he lost a wide receiver a running back his starting center and a tight end that all went to the NFL um, so he had a new and he lost another great receiver um, that didn't go to the NFL he actually you know, tryouts but didn't make a team um, the rest of those guys made a team at least for a while and so he was starting anew with a supporting cast and so it really took him some time to to gel with them and, and get used to them because he didn't have the players around him that he did the year before which is part of kind of what with the accuracy issue um, but over over the season he definitely improved to a game against Air Force uh, he actually got hurt right at the end of the first half, but his numbers even in that game were uh, incredible. I think he missed maybe two or three passes out of 13 or 14 in that first half and was just looking a lot more sharp. And I think a lot of that had to do with growing a little over the year, but the biggest thing was the improvement of his uh, um just the way he worked with his receivers. We also opened up with Iowa. Um, and then in the fourth, third or fourth week, played Oregon. And so people, a lot of people have given him the knock. Well, if you look at his better competition, that he, you know, his numbers weren't as good, um, which is true. It's statistics, it's right there. But what people don't really see is that, you know, it's not just Josh playing against the upper level of competition. I mean, our line got right. beat up. I mean, there's yeah. no way that a Wyoming line can compete against the Oregon and Iowa line. Yeah, so you're he, giving up 20 pounds of players. Yeah, he is not dropping back, being able to make reads and make a throw. That's not how, especially yeah. in those higher competition games went for Josh. He stepped back and he was already having to move his feet and adjust and try to make plays. And Josh is going to make plays. That's just his nature. He's not going to um, worry about his stats. He's going to run and he's going to do all he can to make a play for the team. So he did, you know, that did sometimes cause a few interceptions. Um, but I think a lot of it was just because he was you know, running for his life, basically. And also with that level of competition, it was the receivers. So the Iowa game, I, I don't know how many drops there were. There's a beautiful touchdown pass in that game that a kid just flat dropped. Um, so obviously those are incompletions. And when you have that extra, that upper level of competition, you're, those Wyoming receivers just can't get opened. Um, and so, you know, yes, his numbers aren't as good against the upper level teams, but the, our team just suffered uh, against those upper level teams. So, um, Josh, it looks like he is going to go. One of the um, advantages of, of this year's draft, it, it looks like that where he goes is going to be a cold weather place that uh, really could use his arm and and play in um, you know a cold cold weather. Being from playing two years in Wyoming, he's used to the cold weather, and we've got. Cleveland Browns or the Giants that 
the Jets or, or potentially the Broncos, maybe the Bills will trade up, but it, those are cold weather stadiums. Um, can you speak to some of the type of throws that, that, that you've seen him make um, that you know maybe uh, in years past other Wyoming quarterbacks that don't have that arm strength? Uh, um, had, did, you, did you see uh, some of that arm strength that the scouts are drooling about? Definitely. You don't have to watch too long in any games and see his arm strength. Um, my favorite just in general throw, which I think is going to be his money throw, is about a 20-yard out. Um, I've never seen any quarterback at you know, Wyoming, certainly, but that doesn't maybe say a lot. But I've seen very few quarterbacks that were just on the money when he had the time to wait that, you know, the two to three seconds for the receiver to make a 20-yard out. But it is just, it's beautiful. Um, so that's my favorite general pass. But the the biggest and best passes he made were ones that were on the run. Um, so with his strength, uh, he broke a lot of tackles, could scramble. He would get positive yards on scrambles, but he certainly can extend plays. Um, my favorite play uh, was, um, I think, against Utah State the year before, but he scrambled out of some trouble, rolled left, and threw it um, 50, over 50 yards, about a 54, 55-yard throw, rolling to his left, and it just hit a kid that was diving in the end zone and going out of bounds, and he just put it in there, and the trajectory of the ball, I mean, it had very little air under it. He just totally uh, winged it, and it got there in a hurry. That was probably my favorite throw he's ever done, um, but... You know, the thing at Wyoming, too, that I've been kind of dis disappointed in as far as throws go is that they just didn't seem to throw much over the middle. And I'm not really right. sure why that was. Um, we didn't seem to have any, like, easy passes. And I don't uh, – my family, we just watch and, and, and cringe at times when you would think just a simple slant and something over the middle and crossing patterns would be – would be there and I know Josh can throw them I mean that's an easier pass than the ones they were doing but they kept everything on the outside and I guess that's just our offensive coordinators game plan and nature um, but that's just another thing that kind of leads to the you know maybe some lower accuracy numbers because right. they were I think maybe it's I don't know why, honestly, why they didn't utilize the middle more. But. Yeah, and his game, it sounds like his game will translate well to the pros because in the in, in professional football, um, most offenses rely on a tight end. I mean, you look at, look at the teams that have been successful, like the Patriots, they've always been able to exploit the matchup between the tight ends, tight ends and the safety or, or running back coming out of the backfield. Um, you know, quite often... Uh, where a quarterback gets drafted and what situation um, is a big determinant of their success in the, in the National Football League. Um, given the draft board, we got the Browns first, Giants second, Jets third, uh, Browns again in fourth, and Broncos fifth. And we even could have a possibility of the Bills or the Dolphins or um, the Cardinals moving up. Where, what team do you see? What what do you see the best fit of Josh Allen, and where do you see him ending up? First and foremost, I think all those teams that um, are 
seeking a quarterback have in this offseason acquired a quarterback that they feel will be able to run the team next year. And so I think that's really important because as much as I like Josh and, and know his high skill level, that I, I know it would benefit him to sit out a year or even two possibly um, just to take in the whole NFL experience and uh, to work on the things he needs to work on. In saying that, um, you know, people in our in our area in, in Wyoming um, don't want him to go to Cleveland, um, but I think that's maybe a, a nationwide feeling that uh, no one wants to see their great quarterback <laughs> end up in Cleveland, Cleveland just because of their lack of success. Now, Cleveland has upgraded with some uh, receivers, and so that's kind of exciting, but it's still Cleveland. And... Uh, but what I really foresee happening, and um, not that they're a great team, but um, I, I foresee the uh, Bills trading up. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I think they like him. You talked about the cold weather stuff. You know, Josh is big, is strong. He's got big hands. Um, he's played in cold weather, like you said. So I just think he would actually fit in well uh, with the Bills. So I foresee them moving up. But I've all along actually said I'd really like him to go to the Giants. So talked about Nemo going to New York, and I think uh, Josh could could fit in well with the Giants, play behind Eli for again a year or two. Um, you have a little bit better weapons and more money generally that the Giants um, take care of, and um, I think that would be his best best fit. Um, of course, people in our area want him to go to Broncos. I, yeah. One thing I'd like about the Broncos is I'd be able to watch them every week um, without having to get some special, you know, NFL package or something because that's who we watch on on every week time frame and lots of Bronco fans in our area and um, so that would be intriguing for sure. You know, Elway loves quarterbacks. Um, he's a great quarterback himself and and I think that that would be kind of fun uh, to have him in the area. Not sure the Broncos are the best team or fit for him, but it would be pretty exciting to see him go there. And, and just, I'm not a Bronco fan per se, but it would just be really great to watch him every week. That that would be that would be interesting to see him go to the Broncos um, to, to do that. I see I see Darnold going number one to the Browns, um, but number two is where I think you're going to have to drop. Uh, draft Allen and so I, I agree I think either the Giants sit at number two it's, it's how they they evaluate Allen if they if they think that he is definitely going to be Eli's replacement um, you know they had Phil Sims when they won a couple of Super Bowls and he had that big strong strong arm um, and you know had a good running game and they also had a good defense um, and Buffalo would also be an excellent um, place for him. Uh, reminds me of like Jim Kelly, uh, who could throw the deep ball and definitely win in the in the cold weather. So I think we agree that that the best spot for Allen is going to be a second draft draft pick, either the the Giants they put or the Bills Bills move up, um, and then. Then um, one more pick if you're the Jets, so assuming Darnold and Allen are off the board, would you go for Mayfield or Ro Rosen? Personally, I think I would go for Rosen. 
um, Mayfield had a, uh, as far as statistics, and, and he's a gamer type personality in college, but I just think he brings with him a few too many uh, headaches and some risks. I'm uh, a little bit worried about some of his antics, I guess I'd say, and, and maybe the Jets are willing to, to do that, but I think Rosen is uh, the one of the, the best players passers in in this class and I think he has the most uh, full rounded or full amount of skills um, for a quarterback in the NFL level but you know it sounds like the Jets really do like Rosen so I'm kind of thinking that but you know the NFL teams are getting better and better about not showing their hand Uh, they want people to think one way this and that especially the media to really push it but I think behind the scenes they're they're doing stuff that they don't want to get out. Uh, the Jets actually were at, uh, they were at more Josh Allen games than any other team. Um, I'm not sure if that's good or bad. I think it's good because if they saw them for a few games and didn't like what they saw, they probably wouldn't come back as often as they did. So uh, despite his, and and I don't know if, if you know Josh might go in the first two picks, but I think if it comes down to it, I think the Jets would might be a surprising uh, uh, team that, that wants to grab Allen. Yeah, I agree. I think the Jets moved up to the number three because they like three quarterbacks, and I think it's Darnold, um, Josh Allen, and Rosen. I think they'd be extremely happy if, if Josh Allen was, was there at three, but I think he's going to be gone. And But Rosen um, – He's a he's an excellent passer, has a big strong arm. I actually think Mayfield would be better off going to like a Miami or Arizona where it's a little warmer and um, taking advantage of uh, um, you know his skills there. Well, CA, it's been a pleasure. Uh, before we go, I'd like to ask you uh, one more. Do you have any more uh, final thoughts on on Allen and what's next for him? Well, just in general, this is really exciting for Wyoming football. As you know, we don't get a lot of exposure on the national level, and Josh has given that to Wyoming, and it's really exciting. In our entire history of Wyoming football, the highest draft pick we ever had was in 1968, and it was the 14th pick in the first round. So to have someone uh, at his level is just uh, very exciting. Um, But as far as Josh goes, he's... A really great kid uh, he what I like most about him is he's never been given anything he's had to fight I mean, I'm sure you've seen the stories about him you know he didn't have any offers out of high school so he went to a junior college from there he only had two offers Eastern Michigan and Wyoming and went to Wyoming so he's always been having to fight and prove himself and so I think that characteristic is going to give him a lot of uh, time and benefit in the NFL because he's uh, when things get rough he's gonna do all he can to get through it and doesn't feel like he's entitled or just to be there so that's pretty exciting Uh, just I think a couple things that uh, that I think he needs to work on it came out a little bit in the senior bowl uh, and that's needs to try to throw guys open which you know uh, anticipate a little bit more and throw guys open and uh, You'll see this with guys with big arms. They want to wait and see that the person's open and then just use their arm to get it there. I think Josh really needs to work on that skill and anticipate and and throw to breaks a little bit more and 
uh, throw some guys open. And then the other thing that people haven't talked about at all, but it's a little worry in the back of my mind, is his durability. I mean, I know he's big and strong, but sometimes I think he runs a little too much. Um, when he first came to Wyoming, he played two series in 2015, and he only played two series because he broke his collarbone on a hit that he scrambled, was running down the middle, and, and took a shot and broke his collarbone. Last year, and it hasn't come out at all, but in the Air Force game, he uh, you know, strained, I'm not exactly sure what it was, in, the, in his shoulder, and he was out for the rest of that game and two other games. Um, and so last year's season, he you know, missed two and a half games out of the 13 that we played. So even though it's not coming out and I don't want to point it out um, to many people, not that I have any influence over NFL scouts by any means, but I do worry a little bit that he, him trying to stretch out some plays that he might get himself into some trouble and some, some injuries and, and durability that way. So. But uh, in general, this is really exciting time for Wyoming football. Um, as we go into next year, um, there's a lot of rumors that we have a kid that's a redshirt freshman. His name is Tyler Vanderwall that has as good an arm. Well, that's hard to say as Allen, but at that level, just really great arm. Needs to work on you know, being able to play football at that level and, and some skills, but we're excited about the next three or four years with him. and. Uh, also, uh, look out for Wyoming Cowboys defense next year. Last year, we led the nation in turnovers and, uh, and turnover margin. We were in the top five, and our defense this year is just going to be outstanding. So, Cowboy football is on the rise, and I can't be any uh, more happier, and, and a lot of that has to do with Josh and his exposure this year. Excellent. Thank you, CA. And, and um, listeners, we will be back for uh, in sometime in August to talk about Wyoming uh, football, also talk about some, some of our college picks, and talk about what we've seen with Josh Allen, Darnold, Rosen, Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, and some of the other quarterbacks as they go through their first preseason. So, exciting times. This is one of the most exciting drafts that I've seen um, since maybe the 83 draft when we had six quarterbacks go in the first round. This is this is an excellent class. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a bust out there, but I really think that three or four of these guys are going to be future stars in the National Football League. So thank you, CA. Thank you, Glenn, for having me. It's been a joy. Signing off. Talk to you all later. <laughs>